What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Please do me a favor, leave a like in the comments, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Let me know what you think as I continue to grow and bring some some, some flavor, some some dope talent, some dope artists, just good people to the show. Um, today, again, blessed to have two friends in, in the building, but also two entrepreneurs, um, two fellow hoopers, people who love the game, people from the area, but also just people who are in the community as well, but also doing things outside of the area and in different cities. Um, usually I do an introduction for my guests, but today I'm going to let them... Uh, let them rock their own intro. So I'm going to start always to my left. Steve, Jordan. Steve, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, my name is Steve. Steve Jordan. I'm the founder of Barber Dream Co., the brand. Um, I have Barber Dream Co. Barbershop. I'm also um, assistant men's basketball coach at Sacramento City College. Um, what else you want to know, Jay? Uh, let's see. Where's your, where's, your, where's your shop located right now in Sacramento? Where you at? My shop is in Elk Grove on Elk Grove Boulevard, um, Elk Grove and I-5. Uh, one of the biggest shops in the area. We got 15 barbers um, ready to get to you when you get there. Come check us out. That's what's up. <laughs> the next gentleman to my left. Go ahead, man. Show time. Chuka Torres, also known as Chuka the Barber in the barber industry. Founder of the Ridge Barber. Um, author, inventor, uh, barbershop owner. And uh, yeah, from Sacramento. It's my home. And uh, man, what else you want to know, Jay? These guys being these guys being real modest, real modest right now, being real, real humble, which is definitely is dope though. But um, I mean, as they know, we know. Let's say ninety-four feet, man. We're gonna jump right into this thing. But and our foundation for what we, I think, what we're doing right now, what's driven us, has been sports and basketball in a, in a in a some way, form, or fashion. But uh, Steve, I'm gonna jump with you with the first one though, man. Just originally though, just the love for the game itself. Where does it come from for you, and who are some people that you may have looked up to growing up? Um, well, for me, I'm from Fresno. Originally, I moved here in 99, 2000. Um, that's when I met you guys. But, uh, man, I, I've always liked basketball. I love Scottie Pippen. He was my favorite player. So growing up watching Scottie Pippen, I just always thought I was going to be a big guard. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be a big I'm going to be a point forward. So I um, always liked Scottie Pippen and Allen Iverson. Um, my love for the game um, – kind of just came from just the idea that it's never the same. There's never two two of the same games. I like doing things that you can't duplicate, so every game is different. There's always a chance to come back and do better. There's always a chance to lose. There's always a chance to win. And, like, it don't got to stick with you. And I like that. I like that. If you lose a game, you can go – if you're at the gym, open gym, you get on next, and you get a chance to come back and, and win. And that always was something that – that stuck with me, being able to 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 have an opportunity immediately to change the outcome of something. That's what's up. Um, Chuk, I know we got on uh, Blessed to do an audio a few months ago, but, yeah. I mean, we briefly talked about this, and we hit on that because, I mean, that's basketball is big in all of our lives. But what about you? Just for those who may not know of you, just tell them a little about also where you're from originally in the, in the, the game of basketball itself, how to apply it to your life at yeah, an early so, age. Yeah, so, man, I, uh, basketball, I picked it up early, uh, early because – on my block where I grew up, it was a apartment complex here, comp- apartment complex here, and in the middle was a park with a basketball court. So uh, I picked up the sport early, uh, fell in love with it. it I, I feel like it, it saved my life in a lot of ways, you know what I mean, because I had purpose at an early age, and um, it, it was something that I was in love with something I was dedicated to and, and something I wanted. And I, it was something that I felt like would, uh, you know, save me from my present conditions, you know what I mean? And uh, so at a young age, man, I just, like, fell in love with the sport. I always, like, I'm really competitive. I like to kill shit, you know what I mean? Whatever I do, like, I like to, like, just go hard and compete and win. And uh, so, you know, that was a way to express that. Um and yeah, just grew up like with that passion. I, I uh, you know, I, I remember uh, really liking Penny Hardaway when he was in the league, uh, but Jordan kept beating him. I didn't really realize how great Jordan was until man. I got older. I didn't like Jordan. Uh, yeah, because he always won. I'm like, man, if he gives Scotty some shots, <laughs> Scotty gonna be just as good. <laughs> yeah, MJ was something else, and yeah, uh, different. Uh, the play I probably like followed the longest and paid the most attention to was Ellen Iverson. Yeah. Like, that was my dude. And um, I can man, see that. I can see that for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, 
Yeah, AI used to have that nice little crossover pull, pull up, up jumper yeah, at the foul yeah, line. Yeah, Heavy yeah, pull yeah, up growing yeah, up for so, sure. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, the sport was uh, there with me. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, when I made the transition to becoming an entrepreneur, I remember uh, just knowing like I need to transmute this same ambition, from passion from the hoop to the business. To the business. And uh, I remember still having that conversation with Pete because I used to kind of still hoop on the weekends mm -hmm. and shit like that. And um, I was like, man, I dropped it. I was like, man, I'm fully like putting all that passion, energy, love into entrepreneurship and wanting to see what would happen from that. So I um, did that and started the Rich Barber. I was a barber at the time, started the Rich Barber and I mean, now we're here. That's what's up. So we, you briefly talked about the, the area where you grew up at and the hoop course, whatever. But for those, I mean, a lot of local people are going to watch this, watch this, but also out of towns. But I mean, Ian Steve hit you too from Fresno, but truly just about Sacramento. What about the area? Like I know we got into it on our audio a while ago, but Nah, man, define that area where I mean. Yeah, put, so put, my, I, I didn't like for when I was like I grew up in a, on a, it, was, it was this block and it's called about the park it's apartment complex like, and uh, it was uh, I didn't realize like you know I mean because it was just normal that's where I was raised like on that block mm -hmm. for like until I was like nineteen, and uh, it was uh, drug activity you know gangs and shit like that so we was always fighting growing up man because the older gang was always getting us mm -hmm. like to fight each other and shit um but uh um like yeah like you know it wasn't until i was like a little older till i realized like one of the dudes that was uh well the main dude that really started it and got it popping there uh his name was benson jackson they gave him like multiple life sentences 200 some plus years mm. but uh his family like you know what i mean at the time they was the ones that had the J, no, not the. Well, they had all the Charles Barkleys, the Penny Hardaways, oh, the little kids Everything had to change, yeah, yeah. and we in the they project, like we all like hungry, starving, trying to make. You yeah. know what I mean? And they yeah. like had it. And I, it just, I, it, you know what I mean? I was so young at the time, it really didn't click for me. But uh, you know, I'm just used to like a lot of activity, a lot going on growing up downtown. It was just always action. You know what I mean? Whether it was drug addicts, bums, like there was a rehab center across the street on the weekends they would let them out, and as we'll be hooping with them, so it'll be a big ass hoop game on the weekend. People having necks and shit like that, and I just remember like coming out my back porch, going to the basketball court, dribbling like on the weekend to go hoop. So um, yeah, it was a uh, man. It was just you know a place where we could uh, you know chase our passion and use our imagination we never had shit so everything we damn near created and um you know it actually turned out to be a blessing you know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah steve i know again coming from fresno i mean i've been down through there i mean plenty of times with you but before we went up just just fresno and you know everybody has a perception of what fresno is, is fresno is a big ghetto <laughs> a big hood not really a ghetto a big hood like everybody knows everybody um one thing same thing i, I grew up in a pretty like so you know how you got you got Meadowview and then you got like right on the edge of Meadowview before you get to Pocket. Mm -hmm. So I live like on the edge of the we yeah. of West Fresno, West the West Side. So um, where I grew up at, same thing, drugs. It was always it was always bad. Like it was it was normal for us, um, you know, to go through things. No power, you know, not eating until I, you know I turned fourteen. I went to go live with my dad, and things changed for me like drastically I was able to play sports I was able to you know my dad had everything he, I had a ride everywhere I needed to go you know my mother didn't drive um, we just we had it we had it rough I mean there was times when we had an extension cord from the neighbor's house to our house for power we had one one little hot plate we was cooking on um, my older brother got in some trouble he went to prison and uh, when he went to prison at 15 I was 13 and uh, it was kind of like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do without my brother. I had my brother the whole time. My mom's always worked two jobs, always been in and out mm -hmm. of the house, gone all the time. It was just me and him. Um, so I made a decision to go live with my dad. And um, that's kind of what changed my life because I wanted to play basketball, right. but with my mom, I couldn't because she couldn't get me to practice. And she, she didn't have shoes. And my dad lived um, down in, I believe, Pasadena at the time. And uh, we had an incident where... Um, you know, something happened with CPS, and uh, my I talked to my dad on the phone, and he was like, well, what you want me to do? And I'm like, come get me. <laughs> like, I want you to come get me. Like, I want to go with you. And um, he came, he moved to Fresno. Um, he came and got me. He made it happen. From, from that point on, everything changed for me. Yeah. 
So as we get into this basketball thing, people say basketball. They say you say it's change your life, save your, save yours, change yours, vice versa. Um, what are some of the things that you picked up from the game that transition to what you guys are doing now? Because again, you could, like you said, put the same energy into that hoop, putting hours in, putting shots up, for me, working out. So now what? For me, the main thing is like my team, uh, my barbers. I kind of treat my barbers like a basketball team, like coaching, recruiting, um, finding personalities. You know, everybody's got to have a position. Everybody's got to have a lane to run when you fast break. You know what I mean? So I kind of, I that's how I, that's how I structure things. Structure my team kind of like a basketball team, mm -hmm. and then the discipline is the same. Um, you know, you got to have that same kind of discipline. A lot, of, a lot of what I get as far as concept and structure comes from Chuka, to be honest. Uh, I try to talk to him once a week. Try to call him even if it's nothing. We talk about everything. We talk about, like, can we cuss on here? You good. We talk, <laughs> we talk about everything. Yeah. I'm talking about every, anything you can imagine. It's not always business. Sometimes yeah. it's just chopping it up. But um, we just need a vent. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> we just we just vent and just get shit off our chest. And then sometimes we talk in business. Sometimes we talk in, um, I'm, I'm asking his advice. I got this situation going on. What should I do? And he's like, man, this is what you need to do. And, you know, um, it's good to have people like that. But that basketball in itself created the network. I definitely like, think the know. the way we can communicate still. This is 20 years plus already. Like, right? You know what I yeah. mean? One, yeah. we still here. Right. You feel yeah. me? Like, really? Yeah. But then, too, like, so we've been to the barbershop permits where they got shut up outside yeah. the parks or playing. But now to see us doing different things as far as with the businesses. But I think that team aspect, look, I can count on be here if right. I need you. feel me? I count on bro to be here if I need him from the game or just sports in general, right, that goes hand in hand. That's why I, did. I definitely, you know, coach, we teach our players, our kids, look, because I can't do everything on my own. I may have to call, but, hey, bro, what, man, again, I called you, Jay, I'm there. He said, I'm hitting, hit you when I come to town. He hit me. You know what I mean? That means something for me, that whole crowd. Like, I know I can depend upon you, so I definitely see where that comes in. Now, what about you, Trico? What are some things or values that you took from the game or sports that kind of pushed you or you highlight to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to put this into my business? Well, I think uh, it's you know, working hard and actually seeing a result. And uh, that, that for me, is something that I feel like not everyone actually experiences because sometimes they give up too quick mm. or they might really not have the faith to really continue to pursue. But I feel like if you want to, like when you put work in something and, and whether it's working on your pull-up or something, you know what I mean? And, and you see and you experience yourself getting better by going through that reputation by staying consistent with the practice or whatever, shoot, whether it's by yourself with the team or whatever, like, uh, and then seeing the results from it. It's like, man, like if I do the same thing with Barbara and if I do the same thing with, uh, you know, entrepreneurship, like, I mean, I know that there will be some results from my hard work, you know what I mean, from my commitment. So uh, having that experience is important. I feel like even like when people, you know what I mean, a lot of people want to, I've seen a lot of people want to try shit and give up too soon. You know what I mean? Just give up too soon. And then another thing is, uh, um, oh, I had it right here on top of my head. Hold on, give me It'll come back to you. Um, the, uh, uh, I forgot. It'll come back when it comes back. You shoot it out there. It's all good. Hey, it's come uh, back. A lot of stuff going in your mind. It's all um, good. But yeah, getting the results, putting in hard work. And then actually, like, you know, reaping rewards, man. I mean, that's sports. I mean, again, knowing knowing the history, right, where it started from for, for us in general or how we crossed paths. But just um, now for you two after, like I said, we all went through the phase of playing the J.C. ball, doing different things. Um, what point in your life, Steve, did you really say? Because, I mean, you've been cutting. Y'all both been cutting here. But then really to know, okay, now, now I'm going to try something different. Now I'm going to really jump in this thing to where, I want to own my own business. I want to be on top and then funnel down that way. You know, everybody, whatever system right. they look at, but now, can, we all work for different people, right? But now it's like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. I want to be the guy who owns it. What point did that come for you? You had to went all in on yourself, as they say, bet on yourself. Um, well, I, I mean, when, when certain things happen with hoop, you know, you understand you ain't going to make it. You know what I mean? There comes a point in time when it's like, <laughs> you're not no pro. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, you had I had a I was working with the city. I was doing like grant writing and after school programs and a lot yep. of stuff like that. And I had a meeting one time and um, I looked at my supervisor and she had been there for like 20 years. Her boss was there for like 30 years. And I at this point I was at like seven years in. And then I looked at what they made 
fight, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um, I'm like, well, shit, well, she make three more dollars an hour than me, and she got 13 years over me, you know what I mean? And then I looked at his max, and I'm like, that's not going to be a good enough ceiling for me for the life I want to live, so I got to figure out something else. And I knew that I, I had a hustle. Um, in the back of my mind, I always felt like eventually I'm going to cut hair. I, I always knew that. Um, haircuts were ten dollars a piece you know what i mean i was like i can get 10 cuts a day i can make a hundred dollars a hundred a day 500 a week i could do that you know what i'm saying so um but but when i got to that job and started looking at things and realized the time that you had to give and then when me and you lived together when i got sick um, when i got sick and had to go through chemotherapy and they didn't give me leave and then i was like i did everything for them i worked through this i worked through that and they're telling me i got 90 days to figure it out um, that's when I kind of made the transition to to decide that I want to do something myself. And actually, me and Chuka had spoke about it. He was like, I think I'm going to do it. I found a place downtown. And then some stuff happened at the job. I ended up getting a, a settlement. I can't really talk about legally, but I got a settlement. I called Chuka like, yo, I got this money. I'm ready. He was like, man, I, I'm, he was working on his invention, his flash comb at the time. He couldn't even tell me what he was doing. He's like, I can't make the move right now. I'm working on some. Everything's tied up into that. Mm-hmm. But hit me though, you know what I mean? Keep me close. And then I, I just, I went and worked at somebody else's shop for one day. And I was like in a corner, like with Daisy Chain. Like it, I was just like, this ain't me. Then I went and worked somewhere else. And then they was like, you gotta charge this and you gotta do this. And I'm like, this ain't me. So two days in other shops was enough for me to know that if I want an environment, I gotta create it myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I linked up with somebody from Barber College and I was like, look bro, I got 700 credit. Like anybody's gonna give us the, what we need to get started. I called a couple people I knew. I was like, look, this is what I need to get started. Can't help me. After a couple knows, same thing. You that 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 drive, that passion mm-hmm. is like, all right, I'm gonna do it on my own then. And then uh, just just took that leap. I took some of my settlement money, paid my rent for the rest of the year, um, paid Barber College. I had my shop before I had my license. So I just, it, and at that point, I'm all in. Like, I gotta go, you know what I mean? So. So, Chuka, what about you? What? So, uh. You've been doing it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot. What was the question again? Just about how, er- I mean, when did you really know all in, like, all in. entrepreneur okay. part, yeah, though? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen some pictures on IG, the old pictures you in. Man, you I. You in the, in the, I don't know, you was like, what is it, Florin Rose somewhere? Mac Rose. Mac Rose, like, uh, Man, uh, <laughs> so, uh, real quick, to go back that point, yeah. I forgot when what I was, uh, uh thinking about it so it came back to my memory so uh hoop and one thing that it really taught me uh or just really like i i took in and owned was that uh the really like not try to cheat the game and i remember uh having basketball practice and when certain players on the team when the coach ain't looking mm-hmm. they walk in or they trying to they cheating the game mm-hmm. i mean i was like i never like I never wanted to be that because I'm watching myself whether another person's watching me or not. Right. And I feel like to move into the entrepreneurial realm, you got to have that mindset because you the one holding yourself accountable. Facts. You know what I mean? So if you if you just acting or doing a certain thing because you're being watched, that ain't, you know what I mean? Ain't it ain't, you ain't built for it. You know what I right. mean? So uh, really seeing that and just knowing like like that ain't the route I want to go because like it's, it's, it's me that eventually I got to, you know, deal with. I'm not going to cheat the game. I'm not going to cheat myself and I can't make up those those times when I when I try to you know cut corners and shit. Yeah. So, um, but as far as like really committed to entrepreneurship, uh, it's uh, um, ah man, I always wanted to be rich. I, you know what I mean, that's mm-hmm. it. Like, and I wanted to have freedom, and and I always had a certain vision uh, for myself as a child when I was playing basketball at a young age. Like, I just always imagined myself with a certain lifestyle, and um. Uh, and I just thought it was going to come from hoop. It was my first passion, but this hoop had to pay, though. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, when that ended, uh, it was like, you know, I still <laughs> I still wanted this lifestyle. I still had this vision. And I remember there was a time it wasn't going away. Like, I remember pausing, being like, this ain't the life I actually wanted. Like, I started drifting for a little bit because mm-hmm. I had lost purpose. I didn't have purpose. I didn't have... Because I, you know, things happen in life, and now you just kind of maybe react into life. So, uh, so I remember like really like you know centering myself and being like, you know, what do I want? Like I got to get back on my purpose, right? And that was a time like before I started the rich barber. But being a barber, I already like I had businesses 
as yeah. a barber. You know what I mean? Yeah. What were you doing, man? What were you doing? I was doing hella shit. His first business. Chuka put me on his first business. Look. Oh, yeah. He had shears, right? He had shears and razors. And he was like, all right, I'm going to get these shears and razors. I'm going to give them to you at this price. Sell them at this price. Get your 10%. I was going to barber college selling his shears and razors. This is like he had a little studio. He hadn't started the Ridge Barber yet. He just had his little shear. He was just getting started at it. He had um, <laughs> what else? Too? You say you had car service, right? Man, he had a, Man, I uh, did. delivery. Bro, I had a delivery. I hired my homies. I had my nigga working for me. My other partner working for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We was running shit. Yeah. I, that, you mean I had? I was in the shop cutting and uh, running so, my companies. They come and picking up their checks from the shop. <laughs> he used to, right, he's like, this, man, this, this man used the whole gas car. <laughs> <laughs> that was when gas went from like. $2 to, to five oh. for six. <laughs> Diesel was like seven. Yeah. So even that right there, right? That Those mentalities, does that come from the upbringing of the environment you're in? Because you're seeing somebody else, right? I'm, I believe in a neighborhood or in the area, right? Multitasking, doing things, and bringing in money. Okay, now I just got to find my niche or niches. Yeah. And now I put the cards in play. Because wow. you said you had the car service, I believe. You said you was doing a so couple other things. Transportation service. Transportation, I tried to, bro, right? I had, I had pro- things that you see today. You are, I had those. Like, I just didn't know tech. Okay. You know what I mean, I like yeah, yeah. It, it. It just I have like the whole shit written out. I just didn't know tech. I didn't have the resources. Right. You know what I mean, so uh, I ended up starting the rich barber, which I'm glad I did. You know what I mean, but like um, my my daughter's mom reminds me. She's like, remember when you did try this? Remember, like, I tried hella shit. Fell on hella yeah. shit. Um, lost. Like I would lose all the money I go. Like I'll make the money at the shop, lose it or whatever. But I was always betting on myself, trying mm-hmm. shit. Uh, since I got in the game. Every you time know I, mean? I see Amazon, I'd be like, this nigga Chuka was doing this before Amazon. He was trying <laughs> to do that service. delivery service, trying to do a courier service. He had a van, a, a, a regular van, yeah. and he had niggas going to pick up stuff and deliver it. I'm we like, had a, uh, like, I didn't even own it, but I brokered the deal. And I paid <laughs> off that much. I had the contract, but, um, but yeah, like, uh, I, I feel like entrepreneurship to a certain extent is born in you. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, some people are born with like a, a tolerance for risk, um, mm-hmm. and I take that from one of this uh, this coach that I was in his workshop, uh, his program for like a year, um, and he's been coaching like one of the top like entrepreneurial coaches in the world. Like coaches only successful entrepreneurs. They asked him the question one time, and he was like, "I think you know they're born to a certain extent." And it's crazy because my dad is an entrepreneur, my father, and he didn't even raise me. Right. He wasn't even around in my life. I didn't even talk to him on the phone growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and my sister, she's an entrepreneur too, but. Um, I think that like uh, it's multiple things that I think someone develops, but you have to have the gut. You know what I mean? I, at the end of the day, it's you like they say, it. like Mike Tyson said, like everybody got a plan so you get punched in the face. Like yeah. I, you got to do it. You got to feel it because when you actually feel it, mm-hmm. like that's when shit get real. Everybody want to own a shot. Everybody wants, yeah, till till real <laughs> shit get real. Yeah. So um, COVID, COVID got real for niggas, and it was like, oh, you yeah. still got to pay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard. It's one of the hardest. It, it is the hardest thing I've ever done, but at the same time, like, it's fuck. Like, it's it's rewarding. it's rewarding, man. It's fun when you making money, man. But it ain't fun when mm-hmm. you lie. Sure. You know. But you're gonna go through those ups and downs, and uh, you know, it's important. Like an entrepreneur will figure out a way to get this shit done. When I dropped my first product, I invented the blade setter. We was 3D printing them motherfuckers. People don't really know that. The people that bought them early knew that. It wasn't even my 3D printer. It was my roommate had this shit. So uh, uh old white dude had it, and, and he was making shit in the back. I'm like, bro, I'm going to probably need that one day. I came up with the idea. I was like, make this. He print that shit out. Shit worked. We was printing thousands of motherfuckers. I bought another 3D printer, and he was running that too, and we was slanging them motherfuckers all on the internet, and they was moving. Yeah. So um, it's just like you got to be creative. You got to have imagination. And you gotta have persistence, man. You gotta like be willing to like put it all on the line. I put it all on the line many times, yeah. and I feel like that's what like entrepreneurs do. You know, it's all about the mission. It's all about the vision, and uh, the rewards will come. You know what I mean? That's what's up. So, the flip side of it, we're gonna get into real quick. But definitely, man, let everybody know where they can find find you at Steve on your social media platforms, man. The uh, website, man. Definitely plug the businesses for sure. Social media, Steve the Barber, S T E A V D A, Barber, um, Barber's Dream. Dream is spelled D-R-E-M-E, so Barber's Dream Co. is my shop. Um, we got a clothing line, trending topic clothing. Um, these shirts you guys see in the back, shirt I'm wearing, because uh, I'm dope series. 
Um, you guys can find it there. You guys can catch us um, on barbersdream.com. Uh, where you can get apparel, make appointments. Oh, show that shirt right there, because uh, uh, you got the two shirts. Might as well put this, them this, this, this our baseball tees we yeah, got yeah. coming. Um, just the shop, shop style tees we got them coming in it's different season, different sizes. Hoodies, uh, hoodies hoodie is always season. here. The gray ones, because uh, <laughs> I'm dope hoodies. Um, and we got a couple different styles coming in those. So, yeah, man, just barbersdream.com. Uh, come by the shop, check us out. Like I said, one of the largest shops in the area. Uh, we got 15 dope barbers. Uh, everybody in there can cut. When you walk in the shop, you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, El Grove, man. Go look him up. Chuka, what about you? Make sure everybody can find you, man. Uh, IG, Chuka the Barber, the Rich Barber, and then also YouTube, Chuka the Barber. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, man, everywhere. Everywhere, you can pull everywhere. Up to the Rich Barber Hair Studio in Sacramento on 25th and J Street. You can pull up and... On Beverly, 8310, Beverly Boulevard, West Hollywood in L.A. Beverly. And, uh... Dope. Yeah. Dope spots, definitely for sure, man. Um, yeah, as y'all know, too, I always got to gotta take care of my people, man. Plug their businesses, plug what they're doing. But also, again, we're working together, man. It's all about teamwork. So that's that team aspect, yeah. right? You know what I mean? That's that team aspect. Um, definitely finna plug my HBCU. Had a big win last night, Alcorn State University. You know what I'm saying? Support black colleges. You see the purple in, in the background, man. Straight from the, from Alcorn, man. But so definitely shout out to all the HBCUs right now, man. It's a big movement. Um, just just get your get your students to, to at least take a tour down south, man. To to these schools, man. Back east coast, man. Because yep. HBCUs is is definitely it'll change their life, man. So um, appreciate y'all for that. Um, the flip side of the wins, right? I, I, we gotta talk losses though. Sure. Gotta talk some losses or some adversities you guys may have seen on your way to being the consistent entrepreneur. Right. Because I know there's many, but there's some you want to share. Because again, you know, as we know, right, the, through these phones, they see the highlight reels. Yeah. They see the reels or the videos, right? But now they can listen to it and see that. I mean, it's, it don't it always good, like you say. Like you say, you always make it. It's good when you're making money. Yeah. What about yeah, or yeah, just, yeah. give me some losses or something you, you have to bounce back from to overcome to keep going. Anyone, anyone you want to pick, yeah, I know you guys, whatever. I, 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 I'm gonna talk about this. I mean, it come with a win, uh, one of my one of my biggest wins. But I'm just, I just want to kind of paint the picture to kind of show, like, yeah, like when I talk about putting it all on the line, I'm really talking about that, like, and when, uh, so there was a t like my first invention, it did well, right? My next one, uh, I think I put like 40k in it, um. It, it do well, but it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And like the it invention itself, it didn't perform the way like I knew okay. we could have did better, but I didn't have the the capital, the resources, and I uh, spent nine months working on it. Dropped it. It went it went good, but at the same time, it was something that had to be sold too hard, mm -hmm. you know. And 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 I wanted something that kind of just like sells itself, mm -hmm. right? Like. So, um, uh, I was like, I'm done with inventing products because it's so hard, so expensive. But at the same time, like I had another idea and we already had created this demand for these modifier blades and I had termed it that and the whole industry was like, um, uh, you know, people were doing it themselves and making a little money. Barbers was modifying their blades, putting it on a clipper, selling it for mm -hmm. an increased price. Everybody started doing that same thing. Uh, so I knew there was a demand, there was a marketplace, because I helped create it, and it started growing and expanding, right? But it was a service being done, and I knew it wasn't scalable. It's not scalable. It wasn't scalable when we would modify, uh, buy blades, wholesale, modify them, and upsell them. The margins aren't there, not scalable, too much like people having to do shit, hands being mm -hmm. touching it. So I knew, like, okay, if I can create a product that they can do it themselves, that was easy, that anybody could use, then I would take this whole market. Over. All right. okay. So, um, but... Mind you, like, at the time, I had, like, my company, like, ED, like, I wasn't paying my taxes. <laughs> EDD, state, that was taking money out my account. I was going through divorce at the time. It was just a lot of stress, a lot of shit. Uh, my health had deteriorated at the time because I was uh, fucking around with that vegan shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it just wasn't, yeah, like, it was just a tough time. And uh, taking what I had, actually, I took a PayPal loan and... um Took, and if this didn't work, I would have been in the hole. Like, I already owed it. They taking money on my mm -hmm. bank account. They not asking. They just taking right. that shit. Yeah. Look, this shit gone. So they, they taking see more. You and uh, <laughs> so uh, I still, like, in the midst of all that, I still, like, believed in that product, that vision. The, the confirmation was there by the market. Uh, I invested in a product uh, that probably invested, like, 20 grand in making that. 
uh, dropped it, changed the game, made millions off that product. You know what I mean? And but if it if it didn't have if it wouldn't have failed, I would have you know I would have had to figure out a way. But it would have been a really tough situation. So uh, that's just to say, man, like you know, uh, I believe in putting it all on the line for your dreams. You know what I mean? And if you're willing to do that, like you've proven to yourself and God that you really want this. You know what I mean? And uh, and yeah, so that was a that was a failure at the time, but we turned that shit into a win. For me, <clears throat> it was a little different. I had, I'm, people don't know, I had another shop uh, called Razor Sharp Cuts, and um, it was tough. I had a, I had a partner, and having a partner not having the same vision, kind of not having, like I said, not having the same, going in the same direction, kind of both knowing, yeah, we both want a shop, and we want it to be neat and clean and nice, but I wanted to do something with a brand, with, you know what I mean, with my brand. I talk to this guy all the time, and he's telling me, get cracking as a barber get your brand going do this do that and so th those are that's what i'm that's what motivates me and so his motivation was different um when people are motivated by different things they do s different shit they do sneaky shit and so um i had a partner that went behind my back talked to some of the barbers sold his own shop as a second shop um used funds company funds from our first shop to get the things he needed get his first shop started had guys um, four or five, we, we had a team of nine at the time. He had four of the guys, or three of the guys planning on going with him. Um, hadn't talked to me at all, I'm talking about. I'm going to work every day, dapping these dudes up, saying what's up, we getting lunch. They're leaving, going to go paint, going to go do their shit or whatever. These are guys that I brought over. Like, it was just a real tough situation, and how I found out was from the ladies next door. Um, they were like, what you going to do? I'm like, what you mean? They're like, you losing four people. I'm like, oh, I am? So you know me, I could be a hothead sometimes. So I got mad and 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 made sure I was losing four people. <laughs> four people are leaving for sure. And um, from that point on, I started. I was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, I didn't want to be associated with anything to do with razor sharp cuts because, firstly, he he changed he changed a part of the name and named his shop razor sharp cuts to or barber lounge or some shit. And so. I didn't want to be associated with that at all. Like that, them kind of people, um, just him in general. Um, like I said, he was just on a different different level. He didn't steal money from me, so I don't want that to be the narrative because he gave me my money back. <laughs> like he went and got the money and brought it and counted it out, and then we went our separate ways. Um, the blessing that came from that for me was um, the building that I was in, they were going to build a hospital there. And so they came around to buy us out. And so they had to buy us out from our lease. So in buying me out from the lease, they gave me money to move to my new building. Now, because he was part, a business partner, I had to give him some of that money. But because I maintained that space myself for a year and a half, I was able to get another settlement for my troubles, for my pain and suffering, for my loss of business, for my lack of quiet enjoyment. So I got a settlement big enough to, basically I moved across the street I was kind of tucked off in the corner. I moved across the street on the main street. Um, I doubled my space. I went from 1,200 square feet to 2,500 square feet. I went from eight barbers to 15 barbers um, and an assistant manager. And, um, you know, we're, we're booming now. You know, we're, we're, we're busting at the seams there. And it's, it was just a blessing in disguise. We, we got to move wow. over to a main street, you know. And uh, for me, it was just more like a, a be careful. Because I'm one of them people. Like, I'm always trying to help. If I can help, I'm going to help. You know, I call you. If I can help, if there's ever any plug I got that I could give you or a network yeah. I got, I'm going to extend it to you. Um, and so I just trusted a little too too much. And, you know, kind of, because I'm a black and white person. Numbers were the numbers. We got nine barbers. I know what the money look like. I don't need to count it with you at the end of every yeah. week. You know what I mean? The account should say this. And when it don't say this, we have a problem. And that's all it was. And so, like I said, the blessing was being able to double up, build a team my way, um, get guys that, that I know are down for me and my brand and want to be there and push the brand. And uh, that his method works. That's one thing I will say. That book, The Rich Barber Method, what he's telling y'all to do, it works. I apply it. I apply it in my own you know, I'm able to, to mold it and make it fit what I fit because, like he said, entrepreneurs, we, yeah. we do our thing. Um, and so it works. And I take what he what he teaches and we talk and I bounce ideas off of him and I just apply it and it's a blessing. It's a blessing to even be 
Yeah. You know what I mean? In this vicinity right now. Definitely dope. Um, you talk about, so I mean, I've seen it from the outside from both of you guys. Progress is good, bad, whatever, however, but also I just want to get into the fact of, again, as a, so Chuk, I know we talked about before offline, I'm coaching, Steve coaching, but you're not in the hoop realm no more, but you're, all, you're also a coach in that aspect. You have mm-hmm. team meetings, you have team mm-hmm. gatherings, mm-hmm. you are responsible for team members. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, which I didn't ask you before on the first little, the, the first interview though. Um, how do you guys both just, how do you deal with, again, I mean, as we know as a coach too, players come and go. How do you deal with that but not, and not take it? Because I still wear my emotion on the sleeve, especially if I think you're on my team. I want it's, It means something to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a team player. Yeah. I, don't, you know, I feel like I, I, I rely on team. But for also as a coach, you got to be like, okay, well, make a decision to go. At least be upfront with me about it. That's the yeah. biggest thing. I think what I matters is how, how you, you come. How you come. Because you go with a lot of people come. They mm-hmm. they come a certain way. Right. Yeah. They go a whole nother way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like when you came, I, 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 I answered your call. Exactly. I met with you. You know what I mean? I've seen you put out the advertisements they're looking for, but then Man, now, look, but now look. those are even more, to me, they're even more detail specific. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. now I gotta see yeah. this. We need a certain can. type of person. There you go. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. uh, not everybody can really handle it or just really like, not necessarily handle it, they just, I realize there has to be a certain agreement and alignment. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can't just be anybody. At first I used to think of, if you got ambition, then let's let them come. No, you got to have attitude. You got to have the right attitude, too. You know what I mean? So, uh, during COVID, man, a lot of people jumped ship on me during COVID. I knew I was going to have to destroy and rebuild. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people just handed their keys to my assistant. Never even, you know what I mean? Ne- I ain't hear nothing from Ain't say nothing to me. You know what I mean? Uh, and I was just like, I was like, damn, that's how the game go. Yeah, that's and that's just how it go, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, and I've learned to really detach from that because I almost lost my given spirit because I was like, damn. Like, yeah. you got to be cautious. You got to move with caution. But at the same time, like, um, there was a point where I was like, man, I ain't fucking with these niggas like that. Just keep it 100. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's all. You know what I mean? Like, they come humble, but like Jay-Z say, you know what I mean? When we both broke... We ain't got no problems. We cool because we both broke. Money when I, and when I got money and you need, you know, then you you, you gonna want you gonna come a certain type of way. But Facts. when both people got money or when they went in or where they feel like mm-hmm. they getting That's where they that. wanted to get to when they came, mm-hmm. see how they treat people and not necessarily me. Yeah. But my establishment and they fellow barbers. Right. right. You know what I mean, because I done seen cats that that they were once in the shoes that the new person coming in, but at but they treating them as if they was never in their shoes. You know what right. I mean, which is. Which is lame shit to me, but yeah. um, but yeah, I just feel like um, you know, come and, and, and when it's time for you to go, it's just you handle your move. business. You gotta like move, man. right? That's it. That, yeah, like, just move right. Even That's me it. losing half of my team at that point, I'm shaking these dudes' hand twice a day, every day. You're looking me in my face, like you know what I mean. Then when I talk to them, they're like, "Oh, Dave told us not to talk to you yet. Let him do it." Come on, man. As a man, just look me in my face. Like Like you said, players come and go. I've lost people. I've I've, I've had barbers leave. And it's funny you say that because out of the situation, there's two of them people I've still not spoken to yet. I've been open for two years. I still not. They left their key on the counter and money in the drawer when they broke their contract. And I think one thing like it. And so being able to detach from that, because when I when I stopped really doing what I would naturally do for someone that in need of mm-hmm. like my people, mm-hmm. it took a part of my spirit away. That's what and that's you that's the mean? part that always does. Yeah, it takes because it's you naturally like you wanna like like I'm doing something like I'm not saying I'm trying to say I'm I'm trying I'm doing it just for I'm doing what's in me. Mm-hmm. I'm just expressing my nature. This is what I, I'm doing, and uh, there's a benefit in it for me. But it, I feel like if it's someone goes after their desires and dreams, there's going to be a byproduct, a benefit to others, right? And um, and that's that's a wonderful part about it, you know what I mean? But uh, that, and that's what I want. So I, you know what I mean? I, I, I detach from like that and I'm still like, now I still got to like, if you with me, I'm fucking with you, you know what I mean? And when you act, when, when you do certain things cross the line, then we gonna part ways and whatnot. But if you with me, I'm fucking with you, and we gonna get it popping. And I'm gonna invest. I see them as, you know, I invest in them. You know what I mean? And they're investing in them. In them, they're investing in my shop and, and their time and the energy and their skill. They bringing it to me, and we bringing them the shop and the environment and the design and the mm-hmm. brand. So together, we more powerful 
then we are apart. You know what I mean? Yep. Talk about, um, Steve mentioned the book, man, The Rich Barber Method. So, also, but this is not just for barbers. It's not. Just telling y'all this right now. I mean, I've read it. I got my notes still in this thing. Um, man, I highlight some stuff. Just the overall concept. But, Steve, as well, I know you've been in this too, but you guys can answer this more. For, now, this is, again, hopefully these the youth are listening, people, whatever, but people would see you, vice versa, too, Steve, as well, not knowing how we can present ourselves in front of others. I mean, you come from a brunch today, probably had to speak or something. You've been awards, you've done speaking. How are you able to code switch? Because right now people are probably thinking, oh, man, this barber, these barbers is, can, but that's barbershop talk. This is talk, you know, this is barbershop talk for a show. This is show talk for a show. But how are you able to go from maybe here to an office meeting, to a business meeting, to a business plan meeting, to you with your with producer for you, right, something like that, and still present information, but also know I can, I'm put in a book form to where anybody can read it. Content. Go, you know what I mean? Content. If you got valuable content, anybody gonna listen. It don't matter how you say it. If you have valuable content and you and, and you have a, a little bit of respect about yourself, you know, and you can speak reasonably well, you're gonna be fine. Um, writing a book is hard to do, you know what I mean? But he did it. it you know, there's people that that are trying have been trying for years to write and publish a book. Yeah. So. Anything can be done once you decide that you want to do it and and put your mind to it. But as far as like being able to transition, like like for me, how I am with the players, like mm-hmm. that's my job at City. My job is to connect with the players, get on their level, you know what I mean. So, um, it's, it's about experiences, just knowing that range, being coming coming to your class at the college, understanding yep. I'm going to the college. That's why I ask, can you cuss on here? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> different environments, time different environments, understanding that, yeah. and and then. Our upbringing, the people we're around, Coach Jones, we all play mm-hmm. that city under Coach Jones. There's certain things he just didn't require. And when you transition your basketball stuff into life, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it still makes me cringe when someone's dribbling the ball when he's talking. You know what yeah. I mean? That's something we all learn. So when someone's talking, you give them your attention. So right. I think um, our experiences and, and bouncing off of each other, um, like what you're doing right now is crazy. Like, I, this is crazy that yeah. we're all sitting here 20 years in. You got a podcast. <laughs> yeah. you're co- you know what I mean? You're a head coach at your alma mater. You know what I mean? We've all done this. Yeah. We we, we were all together and we all <laughs> spread out and then, like, we're able to come so back I think and that do one this. thing is to better make these calls whenever somebody, even just say what's up to each other. I mean, right. you know, you in out of town, but it's like, I'm, I got about 48 hours, but I told you I'm going to tap in. I'm going to tap yeah. in. Or, like I say, come to the shop or we're doing stuff in the community. You know what I'm saying? Every year for the last, yeah. whatever year, you know, giving back. That's definitely dope, man. Yeah, you uh, get told no enough, you, you learn how to ask. Crazy. Oh, oh that's right? yeah. You learn how to ask. You ask somebody something, they nah. You know, I used to go to City Hall with right. my do-rag on. But I was doing that because I could. Like, y'all know mm-hmm. everybody else don't have to do it. But then I understood, like, you respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you take this off and watch you get that program that you mm-hmm. want over there. You know what I mean? Get that and that's, grant money. Get that funding. Right. That stuff. It, it's just, and it's. Unfortunately, that has to be that way, but that's the reality. If a barber walk into my shop and he don't look presentable, I'm going to look at him like, so now I'm understanding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, hold on. You know what I mean? You got to come ready to present yourself. I want you to be you, but if you ain't presentable, mm-hmm. I can't. You really got to be it. flexible with your personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for me, you know, I, I'm not a fixed individual, but my 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 principles, my code, my values may be, like, fixed, mm-hmm. but my personality is like multi-dimensional. I mean, it's not just a fixed, I'm not like just a fixed person, right? And, uh, you know, when I'm in certain elements, mm-hmm. it brings out that other part of me. Right. right. You know what I mean? So it's just, I'm, I'm I'm naturally myself, but it's just the environment and who I'm around will bring right. out Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Part, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Always, but that's, yeah. that's the, I think that's the good, but we were taught that at an early age. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some experience is good or bad, but also we know what works, what not works, or what will help us succeed? Like I have, to, I can be this person for now. Right. But then, how I feel, view the room, how you walk in the room. Oh, now when they get comfortable, now I can be me. Yeah. You got them. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Mark, we're, we are marketing, so we're all branding. Yeah. Right. We're all branding, right? We're all branding a business, a name, a something to now help us. You know, monetization, whatever it is. But now it's like you got to be able to be flexible, yeah. and where and who you do it for, or who yeah. you do it with, right? And I think that's the good thing, because again, through the book, through conversations, it's like, oh, this is what he did work. But you also see the finished product, right? Like you said, you see it working. Now you can, it's it's credible, y'all. Don't think like I said. It, I'm telling you. So and, and I, I love. I hit you with this the I first time lie, too. Bro. Reading some stuff out of here. So I'm a I'm gonna read some stuff and I'm gonna get your opinion. And his again, some he I don't think he didn't do, but I'm gonna get your opinion, Steve too. So I'm gonna read a couple of his little 
the quotes on here, I was just like, where'd you find this one at? But it's funny, now I get to see his reaction when I read them over the phone. I did too, but it was all, I saw it with Zoom, but I did audio, but now I get to see reactions, but I was like, these hit, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna read a couple and y'all give me, let me know what y'all think about some of these. So one of them says, I know that I can master the act of barbering, therefore I will think mastery and strive to achieve mastery of my own craft. So that's one of the affirmations, and it's important to condition yourself and affirm that what you're trying to accomplish. So mastery is the uh, first domain of the act of barbering, and it's approaching that domain and conquering that domain with a certain mindset. The mindset's going to help you conquer it. The affirmation is going to make sure you stay that path and that you affirm that and you actually become that. That's what's up. What, what, how's that here for you? Well. I, I kind of feel like I got a cheat code because, like, before he wrote the book, we uh -huh. would talk about stuff like that, and he would tell me, like, I would ask him, like, what do I got to do? And he was like, you got to get, he didn't say mastery, but he said, you got to get cracking as a barber. Mm -hmm. You got to get cracking as a barber. You got to get good. You got to get confident in your skills so that you create a demand. So when I read that quote, that's what I think about is him telling me on the phone that day, get cracking as a barber. For you want your shop to pop, get cracking as a barber yourself. Dope. Success isn't overnight. It's when ev it's when every day you get a little better than the day before. It all adds up. Answer that one first. Every day you get a little better. It all adds up. Um, just doing, being, being intentional, being committed to what you have to do. Like it's easy to get, especially in the barber game, because you can make you could go to work on a Saturday and have a couple of niggas that want to skip the line, and you can make seven hundred, eight hundred, and Tuesday you could be like, ah, I'm good. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Just being intentional, staying committed. If you're going to do, like Chuka used to tell me, if you don't get up, you don't go nowhere, then work on your business. Do that mm -hmm. in your bed. Do that in your mind. Do that in your phone. Do something every day, you know what I mean, in your in your business and in your purpose. And those just be like little conversations. So when I when I, when when you read that, that's what I apply that, just doing something every day. Persistence, man. Just stick with it, man. Shit don't happen overnight. We talk about this. During hoop hours, right? I ask people, all my athletes to come in here and again, but it's helped now. You guys have been in both are in both worlds though. How many hours y'all clock doing this stuff though? That people, uh, the unseen. Just, just give me an estimate. I know it ain't gonna be nowhere near. How many hours do you put in, or have put in? They say the master some things, ten thousand, right? <laughs> in barbering, like in general, in, in a general, lot of my hours, in an hour, <laughs> just in general. Because it, uh, it ain't. It, it I ain't, mean, it, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm always working. Like, I, I enjoy it. So when do mean? you? So, okay, flip it then. When do you? rest from the thing because if you're always doing it when do you take time away when i'm in a gym <laughs> right when i'm not uh you know what um man you know what I, i've learned this about myself right uh i remember when i first made some real money and i was sold on the idea like you know the four-hour work week man ain't gotta do nothing yeah. traveling. <laughs> bro i didn't know what to do with myself i was like this shit boring to me right I could do about one, two days of rejuvenation, which mm -hmm. rejuvenation is important because when you have energy, when I have energy, that's when that creativity, right. like that, having that physical energy just really fuels my creativity and my imagination. And uh, I have the energy to actually think deeply and like plan shit out. Like I'm, I'm going to be working on another project here soon. And uh, uh, when I wrote this book, I went to... Um, San Diego stayed in the resort four or five days when I had the idea and I committed to doing it. I spent like four or five days uh, there and the only thing I did was, first thing I built out the model, I designed this model right here. This, this was, and that's all I worked on. But I had that secluded time to myself mm -hmm. and I was able to like rest, sleep in and just, you know, make sure I had energy to do deep thinking. Yeah. And uh, um, by the time I left, I had the model. All I had to do was hire an editor, producer, and then he structured it, helped me structure it, and then I just started knocking out each section. That's what's up. You know what I mean? So um, uh, rejuvenation fuels creativity. I'll do it one, two days, and then I'm back on the grind. <laughs> yeah, I take I take Sundays for my kids, Mondays for myself, and then <clears throat> Tuesdays I try to handle any business, try to work with uh, my assistant manager and, and um, handle any business we got to handle, and then I'm in the shop. This one, this one is a dope one. I missed this one the first time. You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get people interested in you. Yeah, I remember when I read that, and the great thing about being a barber is that you can learn these personality things and how to like win people over and actually go practice it and see the see the results happen right, right away. Um, and it's uh, you know, people are 
selfish man they're self like they just care about themselves and uh mm. i think the to really win on a big level you gotta like like an entrepreneur creates value for the world right like mm. you create value for other people's benefit too and uh and so i think uh just learning to like you know be interested in other people and uh uh, you'll learn a lot, you know what I mean, just by listening and not talking so much mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Same. I'm, I, I put that into, like, how I deal with my clients. Like, I try to make sure that I have a common ground with everybody that sits in my chair. Um, <clears throat> you'll have people that come just for that. I got a guy that's bald and no facial hair. He works <laughs> every week, I swear to God. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, we talk about cars. That's what he want to talk about. And so... Um, and understanding he wants to brag about his car. He want to tell me how fast his car. He want to tell me about a dude that pulled up next to him on the freeway and he ran off on him. You know, so yeah, that's uh, that's, that's fine. Um, leave the world alone and change the concept of yourself. That's, that's I don't know how I mean, this. That's crazy. That that that's what the rich barber is. That's crazy. You know, what I mean, I ended with that. <laughs> I the the uh, you know, there's deeper meaning in the, the book. Go beyond. Like, oh yeah. I, I, one thing I do do other than working is I do like love scripture and I love the spiritual things in the spiritual realm. And this is just, I don't, that's what I love. You know what I mean? And uh, the rich barber was, you know, my new concept of self. Mm-hmm. I left the world alone, stopped worrying about what the world thinking about myself, uh, thinking about me and how it's judging me or whether it's going to criticize me or feel a certain type of way when I assume my new concept of self, yeah. my new idea for myself. So um, being able to, like, you know, recognize, you know, the gift that was given to you and the power that you have with your imagination and your mind and being able to, like, take on that concept and walk in it regardless of what the world thinks until it actually manifests for yourself, I think it's the greatest thing anything uh, anybody could do. You know what I mean? That's because, uh, I mean, ain't nobody going to come save us. You know what I mean? Like so, know what your know what it is that's gonna be your savior at the time. You know what I mean, yeah. a hungry man, his savior is food. You know what I mean, a nigga that come from the ghetto, <laughs> my savior money, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, like you know, whatever you want to be in life, you know, if it's really something you want to be, put your heart in it. You know, become it, walk in it, live it, breathe it, until that shit manifests and become a reality to you. That's what's up. Um, yeah, about to um. Before we get out of here, though, make sure y'all speak. Let me make sure you get, sit up a little bit, chicken. Steve, make sure y'all get to Make sure they hear y'all in these last three. So, real quick, I'm reading one more quote, and I'm gonna give you. I'm, y'all gotta finish my triple threat, though. But this one, Steve, answer this one first, though. Right. The barber life is so much better when you're in demand, making money, and winning. Trust me, Chuga the barber. Tell him, true. Hey, look, I'm gonna tell y'all a little story. So, <laughs> when you in demand and you in demand, it's like. So I went online and I raised my prices online because I'm trying to get card payments to go down, right? So I don't want people to pay so much on in card. I, I'd rather have cash, of course. Um, so I raised my prices online, thinking that's gonna. And I put in parentheses a cash price. If you pay the cat, if you pay cash, it's ten dollars less. Right. Everybody still paid in card. Mm-hmm. So that means that it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's it's time for me to go home and reflect and be like this is what people are valuing me at and when you making money when you in demand I'm telling you if I open up time on my schedule right now it's going to book. And and to know that and to know that you know I'm going to go make 50 to 75 dollars an hour because I'm in demand because I'm I'm good as a barber that's a blessing. Right? You can't really there's no there's no compare and that's what we talk about and I tell them all the time I'm like Chuka, bro you you told me. Like, when I started, I was charging $5 for kids and $10 for adults. Man. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Too cool. but, uh, I heard. You I wrote start, it. <laughs> when I started, I, I know what it feel like not to have no demand. And I was talking to Rob today at the uh, um, one of the barbers, and he was uh, the one I actually wrote about in the book. I said, I said, nigga, did you know that th- you was Rick? Because <laughs> he was the one that I got into the shop as a licensed barber coming from barber college. Mm-hmm. And I was the man in barber college. I got in. And I was knocked off my high horse because uh, he had his skills were superior to mine. You know I mean, I was like, "Whoa, there's levels to this shit." Mm. And I started studying him and watching him, and I saw how his clients Popping. 
were coming all day long. He busy cutting all day long. I'm, I'm sitting there. We just walking them, watching them go by. <laughs> and they coming in. They can't get him. He booked. I'm booked until next week. They like, okay. They walk by all of us that's sitting there like, please sit in my chair and walk out <laughs> and, come and wait till week. next week. Yeah. I was yeah. like, that's some different shit. Different. I, I was like, I want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when you got that and it's overflowing, then I can up my price. Right. And up my price and up my price. That demand will never stop when you when you conquer these domains yeah. and you do them yeah. simultaneously. It's amazing. It, it, it's 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 uh you in control, you in the driver's seat. You it's, turn your shit up, turn your shit off, whatever right. you want to do, it's, it's, it's an your amazing shit, it's your feeling world. to be like, I can't get you, but my man can get you. And they nah. be like, nah, I'ma wait. Yeah. That's it, crazy. You know what I mean? Rare. And when that, you rare and when that happens, you you, you work. That comes from a lot of hard work and skill set. Um but before we close, I though, man, you too, <laughs> we all, I, hey, I, but through practice, though, but they got cancer. Everybody didn't practice, though. Everybody didn't even practice, man. But the thing is, though, for me, also as a friend of both of you guys, to see the progress, but also now, again, like I, I'm gonna keep saying it, y'all, like we still here, we living, we support each other, we also been pushing, but we got failures. Yeah. But we also know it's success, but now it's like, no, nah, I wanna see you win, dog. I wanna man. see you win still, because when you win, I win. Yeah. Like, all, you know what I mean? And that's the thing in a society, though, right now, we need more of that togetherness, yeah, which ain't happening too, shit. bro. And that's yeah. the other thing too, right? You can win together. Yeah. Or you don't have to win. You can not be together, but still separate. you can cheer, congratulate from afar too. Yeah. You don't got to, the other stuff, right? It's enough yeah. of that going on. Yeah. It can be more can positive, bro. Like, I can support you from way over there. Everybody, you in LA. Yeah, he ain't here much, eat. but he's still killing. Yeah. Somebody, hey, somebody down there. I, I go to LA, you know what I mean? You know where I cut at? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I got you. But that's what that's what's supposed LA, to be about, bro. For two cuts, paid, that's, whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? like, that's the game changer right power, there. Man. It's there for us though, yeah. but yeah, I guess that's the thing now. Hopefully, going forward, man, we gotta still fit, work towards letting others realize that, but also lay the payway for them. This is how you do it. Set rules for them, the guidelines maybe, because they want to win, right? Yeah. Well, now look, all right, now it's it's, it's real, Bible. it's real. So now you know what I mean. That's you feel me? For, so Barbara Bible. Um, that's what it's for, man. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so definitely want to shout out everybody, all the, the survivors, ones that we lost, um, stuff like that. That's very important. But also, it's um, my twin wouldn't let me get off the air. It's Principal's Month, man. She's a principal at Kit Carson, oh, okay. uh, K twelve high school, man. But all the principals out there in the education system, right? I mean, I'm in the school system. That year off last year did some things to these students that, you know what I'm saying, we, we got to try to get them on track. It's work. I mean, I, all the teachers out there need support. Say a prayer for the teachers and the admin, whoever. I mean, anybody education who's teaching kids because six, seven hours a day, they got, they're with your students. They're with your students. So, I mean, it's not an easy gig. And um, definitely I'm going to shout out my sister, man, all the principals in the, in the, in the country today, man. But So, triple that, you know, dribble pass, shoot. Um, but now we can, I want to apply that, Steve. I'm going to have you go first. Just whoever's listening, barbers, life, students, players, just what is your triple threat that you know you're going to hang your hat on from now until, talk about legacy too, right? After you've gone, after whatever. But give me a triple threat that if somebody was listening, watching, or viewing. Uh, well, my, my triple threat that I tell myself every morning is my who, my what, and my why. Who I'm doing it for, what I need to do for them, and why. And uh, For me, it's my kids, my motivation, my brothers, uh, my friends, my family. Like, I like to create a network. I want to create a situation to where my kids will be able to go somewhere and they're going to be like, you Steve's son, come on in, I got you. You know <laughs> that what I'm saying? Some, or or they can go down to L.A. and go link up with Chuka or go see Uncle JT. Um, so for me, it's the, the my triple threat is the who, what, and why. Who I do it for, um, what I'm doing, and what I need to do, because that's going to change. The what is going to change every day. I might need to make 500 today because now I want new cheer shoes. That might just be what my what is for that day, but yeah. I write them on a sticky Put them on my uh, on my bathroom window, and then uh, and then they end up all over the house. Uh, who, what, when, <laughs> why? Chuka, triple threat. So I'm um, uh, just so you you asking what? Like, just in general, man. You like say you talk about your principles. It could be your uh, work yeah. ethic or whatever it is. But I mean, or going forward, if you got something going forward, you know which what you, what you three things you got rocking right now. That you're finna rock until because I mean, shoot, man, 2021. Man, right now, over. man, I'm just I'm all about like. Teamwork, man. I'm just building my team, like uh, eight players. Man, I'm just trying to create power so we can have impact, you know, so we can grow, so we can get money, change lives, enjoy what we're doing. So, um, man, I've really just been on, like, as Napoleon Hill defines power, organized energy, organized effort, man, in, a, in a, the right spirit of harmony directed towards a specific purpose. We already know what the purpose is, the rich barber. You know, and uh, that's the mission, and 
just trying to, man, add the right people to it, man. That's what we on, man. So, uh, yeah, yeah, y'all. So y'all heard it here first, man. Again, uh, Barbara's dreams in Elk Grove, in Elk Grove, Sacramento. We want to call it on that on that cusp right there. Um, Rich Barber, you got downtown, and you got Hollywood. You got was it Be- was it Beverly? Beverly Boulevard. Beverly Boulevard. West Hollywood. West Hollywood. Um, you can find it, man, on social media platforms, all social media platforms. You can hit the links, hit the websites. Um, uh, man, subscribe to the to the to the YouTube channel for real, man, because I'm gonna keep bringing these dope guests and just highlight local talented people from the area though too man like really sacramento we got heat and so i'll make sure everybody you know what i'm saying we also branch out and we do things so don't forget that too just because they not you may not see people still working you know what i'm saying still grinding man so appreciate everybody for listening in i appreciate my dog for stopping in tonight man like i said they they both taking time out their schedule to come and holler at me um be on the show but again it's dope content man again i'm gonna tell y'all this book is not just for barbers i don't mind promoting my boy because i've like I said it's, it's it's a purpose for it but it's not just for for barbers this is for anybody though anybody i'm telling you it's it's gems and tools in here that you want to get so definitely get the book whatever the audio book i know you got it everywhere get it you know what i'm saying hit barbara's dreams website too man for if you yeah, want yeah, gear book. everything man rich barber book everything. will be on our website monday so you guys can grab it there too if you need to and if you want a free ebook go check out my youtube channel and the latest videos i dropped there's a free ebook you can click the link and download it directly to your phone i'm about to do it right now <laughs>